Welcome, everybody. It's episode 62 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. We are in my kitchen once again. It's a rainy Monday. I guess that's a good way to start fall since it's the first day of fall. I hate fall. You hate fall? I hate the rain. I want it to be nice. Fall my favorite season. Summer's always going to be my favorite season. I used to feel that way until... I just really started spending a lot of time here, and then there's just so many more people in the summer than there are in the fall. And I just kind of like, it's like, I'm getting old is what it is. It's just all the tourists come to town, and I'm just like, oh my God, why is it taking me 35 minutes to get to downtown? It should not take me this long during lunch. Just walk. I could, literally, at some time. But yeah. No. I don't hate fall. I'm just I'm not a fan of the rain and... The least falling. I mean, you do know that this was the wettest summer we've probably ever had. In a oh, I know. Long time. I think not all summers are like that, though. Yeah. That's, well, not all falls rain. That is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And I guess we will do trivia first. I like doing it first. So, And last week's question was, fossil collecting is a fun pastime at the abandoned quarry and Rockport State Recreation Area. Which prehistoric era are these particular fossils from? And we didn't get an answer last week. <clears throat> Any more guesses? I don't know, I went Mesozoic. No, no. And I guess I should introduce her guest, Amy Martin. Hello. She was on last year. She's coming on again. Amy, do you have a question, an answer? I do not guess? have a no? guess. I'm sorry. All right, is the Devonian, Devonian, D-E-V-O-N-I-A-N era. And that is from over 400 million years ago. So it's old AF. <laughs> yes. And that was the CVB Great Lakes, Sanctuary of the Great Lakes trivial question. So, all right, now on to hot takes. And first topic was going to be the first day of fall, but we talked about that already. We're going to have a fall. Happy. I mean, I love everything about fall. The only thing, there's probably one thing I don't like, even the one thing I don't like, I still like about it. So, is I don't like having to rake up all the leaves. And the only problem, I, the only main reason I don't like that is because my neighbor has a tree a big oak tree that does not turn until like after hunting season. Mm -hmm. So essentially what happens is I rake my lawn, I get it nice. We put the mums, we put the pumpkins, everything looks good. And then in in like November, then those leaves fall and then my neighbor doesn't clean up after themselves. So then all the leaves blow into my yard. And then I always have to make the decision. Do I rake in November or do I just leave it till spring? And about 80% of the time, I just leave it to the spring. Because by then, the pumpkins are deflated, the mums are dead because it's so cold. And yeah, I got two big trees in my backyard that I don't like. I'm always threatening to cut them down, but it costs too much to do that. So, all right. That's enough about fall. 
Topic two is last night was the Emmys, and Fleabag and Game of Thrones were the big winners. Fleabag won Best Comedy and Best Lead Actress and Best Com Comedy Writing. Either of you seen Fleabag? No, I've not. It no. is an awesome show. I, I heard it's about a sex addict. Yes. Yeah, so. Yes. And there's only two seasons, and so it's all done. It's quick, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Click to watch. They're only 30 minutes or less each episode. So. And this last season was pretty funny. It was excellent. And Game of Thrones won Best Drama Series. I'm sure they won other awards. Let's see what a, everything won. But I guess supporting actor for Peter Dinklage. That was the big one, I would say, other than Best Drama. But, I mean, I think everyone knew they were going to win Best Drama. So. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what else was nominated. I guess it was just written in stone. You have the biggest show ending. Might as well let it win. I don't feel like it was out of line having it win. I mean, it was a really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything about it was good. I was satisfied. You can debate the plot points like of how it is, but I mean, when you look at the numbers, um, how it was shot, I mean, the quality was there, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So, I mean, all the things that matter to them, all the things that really matter to the Academy, were those boxes were checked. What always matters to the people is who watch it and the views. Yeah. You know? All right. Have you seen Game of Thrones? I'm not no. a Game of Thrones. No. All right. Griffin started Game of Thrones this week. Did he? I told him you are so lucky. <laughs> I was, eventually, at some point, I'll restart it because I'd like to go through it again yeah. and kind of watch it. But I'll wait till the winter is cold and. Because, yeah, I might do that if I ever get my videos back from Karen. But she can have them. I got HBO now. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what's crazy about the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We will go with Michigan Sucks, since we're all Michigan fans. <laughs> it's kind of sad to watch. Do they suck, though? I don't think they suck. Mm -hmm. I think Wisconsin was really good. I mean, that, that's the problem we have. That's the predicament. You don't know whether Michigan stinks or if Wisconsin's really good. And then only you need to wait. If Wisconsin stomps Ohio State, then Michigan's loss probably isn't as, as bad. Yeah. But if Michigan – there's Michigan could very well lose the next three games. They lose the Rutgers. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rutgers, Rutgers. But, I mean, Penn State – and Going on the road to Penn State, yeah. that's probably not a bad They loss. don't have a very easy schedule. No. So, I mean. Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yeah. Do they play Iowa this year? I, yep. We yeah. play yeah. Iowa after Rutgers. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, they need to get their shit together. Well, what's crazy is they play Michigan State so late in the year. Yeah. That's well, they play Notre Dame so late in the year, too. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really a crazy November from Michigan football. So. Yeah. Right. And by that, Notre Dame could be really good. I mean, or I shouldn't say good, but they could be really high range. I don't feel like, um, I don't know. I was more disappointed in the way the offensive line played. I wasn't disappointed by anything else. I mean, them losing to Wisconsin on the road, 
What about the fact that they can't hang on to the ball? Yeah, well, that is not a good thing either. No. But they, 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 are they not hanging on to the ball because it's getting swatted out of his hand because he can't, the line's not holding? I mean, that's some of it. So, I mean, I mean, I know those fumbles go underneath Patterson's name, but I certainly don't feel like when Patterson's getting sacked and the ball's getting knocked out of his hands, I don't feel like that's necessarily <clears> on him. So. Well, I've seen a couple of them around him where he just has a ball in one hand. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much just threw it one time. Yeah. And the one in the red zone this week against Wisconsin with the fullback, and guy hasn't touched the ball in two years. I mean, why are you giving him the football? He did have two hands on it, was too. With Ben Mason? Yeah. Yeah. And then there was that the one at the end of the game when he's trying to pass, and then his arm was already going forward, and they hit his arm. So it's like, well – is that on him or is that on, like you said, his line that, mm-hmm. that's not blocking long or holding their blocks long enough? I don't know. But it just – it was kind of sad knowing that they were coming off of a bye week and they just didn't seem prepared. And like Harbaugh said at the end of the game, they got outcoached and outplayed, plain and simple. Yeah. And, I mean, and that at least he owned up to it. At least they didn't try to like – dance around the question or whatever. Well, I think what's been interesting with Harbaugh this last 18 months, I don't want to go that far, 14 months, is he's really not been very brash. He's been pretty quiet, at least especially this last year. Yeah. And I think he knew above all of losing four defensive players in the NFL draft was going to, he was going to feel that this year as any program would. Yeah. And Wisconsin's got three kids on the offense or on their team that are going to be going in the first round of the draft too. So Wisconsin certainly no slouch. I just don't know until what they do, you know, if all of a sudden Michigan wins a couple more games, Wisconsin stays undefeated. You don't look at that Wisconsin loss all that bad. No. You know, and okay. it's just like what's inside at the end of the game, your best bet to fix this game is to go in the championship game and beat Wisconsin. That's the only way you can bounce back from this. And I don't, they played a great game. Wisconsin did. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, that running back could very well win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, well, yes. So, so you can't be mad. But I mean, just things like this where you're just like, I mean, I we were. It, was, it reminded me of the Penn State game two years ago, where Saquon Barkley just or three years ago, where they just he just ran all over Michigan, mm-hmm. and I was like, kind of had the same feeling. We're on the road. You're going against a really elite running back. We knew what. You knew what you had to do to stop him, and you just couldn't do it. Yeah. And it was just like really maddening when you watched it because you're just not used to seeing that them get manhandled like that. So it is what it is. Just move on, I guess. Yep. On the next week. All right. Next topic is Mike Pence in Mackinac Island. I guess he showed up yesterday on the island and decided to take a motorcade to the Grand Hotel. I heard that. All right. Shouldn't have done that, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It's an election cycle coming up. Yes. So I didn't even know he was going to the island. So He was making a statement, apparently. Well, I mean, as a person that kind of knows a little bit, so every fall on that weekend, the Republicans hold their Michigan convention. So they have congressmen, they have people from all over, even the United States. I mean, so two years ago, sorry, four years ago, you had um, all the, I think of like 
over half of the Republican candidates went to Mackinac Island four years ago. Hmm. So, like, it's a big deal. Like, Cassius was there. I don't know think Trump went, but a lot of the people that were running against Trump would go there. This is not an uncommon thing mm-hmm. for them to do that. Of course, any, if you're running this type of thing, if you could get the vice president to come, of course you want him to come because it's their yeah. yearly convention. My brother goes to this thing every year. And every year, usually, he bring, Megan brings up the kids. And it's usually why this time of every year, you usually see us with Megan's kids and everything like that. So I just decided to stay down there. We're just going to the island. So, yeah. I mean, to me, I, I find the whole thing comical. But I mean, there's people overreacting to the whole thing. I mean, all they're doing is giving him what he wanted. Oh yeah. And and I guarantee you, um, Pence was probably like, I'd love to go to Mackinac Island. And he didn't even want to drive, probably. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I'm about 99% sure that Trump was like, you should do it. Because we're going <laughs> to show him how strong we are. And then people are going to get mad. And then it's going to be awesome. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, they, they, he, they're just giving what he wants. I, I don't understand that. So we talked about it earlier. I, I don't understand still what I just don't get it. Each time it happens, I just shake my head. So. I mean, construction vehicles. I bet I was. I was just telling you today. I've been on that. I've been on that island, and ambulances whiz by me on the bike. So, like, cars go on there when they're for the right moment. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the president, vice president, come. They're probably going to have a motorcade. It's just probably going to fucking happen. I mean, but it shouldn't happen. <laughs> well, I mean, the ambulance is on there for a reason. Yeah. You know, In today's world, the best article I was or thing I heard this morning was. Well, President Florida, when he went to the island, didn't need one. Like, really, that's what you're comparing it to? You're comparing this today's day and age with the way we are, with everybody, their brother that has a gun. You're comparing that to now. Like, are you freaking kidding me? My favorite President Florida story in Mackinac Island was when I worked at the golf course. There was a golf pro there. His name was Dennis Dufina. He was the golf pro in Mackinac Island. What golf with President Ford? Uh, I think it's either three or four. There's a huge dog leg. So Dennis knows this, and President Ford pulls out his three wood, or pulls out his driver, and Dennis goes, "Are you sure that's enough? Are you sure you can cover that dog weight, Mr. President?" And Ford just looked at him, and then Dennis just took a step back, it's like, "Sorry, sir." So yeah, that's my President Ford and Mackinac Island story. So that's kind of indirectly I brought up. I don't understand them, like. I just don't understand today's world. Like, at what point did you think that they weren't going to? I mean, no matter where they travel. They travel like that. So, like, at what point would you think that wasn't going to happen? <laughs> like, I just don't understand the rationale. Like, I understand that typically cars aren't allowed in Mackinac Island unless there's an exception. I mean, the rule, the president's been set. Emergency vehicles, blah, blah, blah. Reconstruction, payloaders. I mean, I've, they're all there. So, like, I don't understand the people are also fired up about it. But they were like, oh, my God, you're violating some piece of mission history. Really? I mean... We're basing our Michigan pride on the fact that we don't let cars drive on Mackinac Island. That's really what we're doing here right now. Yes. And that's amazing. Like, kudos. And this is how we're going to have another four years to Trump. This is how until people pull their head out of their ass, we're going to have another four years of this dipshit. And it's just because stupid crap like this. So there, I went on my thing. I got to say what I wanted to say. You got it off your chest. I do. I mean, it's just, it just infuriates me. It upsets me because I just don't like him. I don't. He's an evil person. He is. But he's playing everyone on a fiddle. And they just, 
He keeps playing the music and they keep dancing. I just don't understand why people just don't like, I mean, like you did today, you know, you said like, it's just stupid. Like the whole thing's stupid. Like you're right. If everyone just says the whole thing's stupid, why are we doing this? I mean, I understand why the TV's doing it. The TV's doing it because it brings in eyeballs. Yeah. And they, they want to sell their commercials. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But like for some people to actually be really upset like genuinely upset about it, I just like I don't understand what you're genuinely upset about. You should be more upset about line five going under the bridge than you should be about the freaking vice president driving a limo on Mackinac Island. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. I'm gonna agree with that. Like, yeah. and then those people. That, I've never heard half the people that. I, I mean, you know, can I talk about line five? I mean, like, just get out of here. I mean, like, just oh god. I wonder how many people complaining about Pence and the motorcade are actually from Michigan. Oh, that's which, true. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are because I'm sure most people do know Mackinac Island could have a vehicle. I mean, like for outside. Yeah. I mean, Michigan people know that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's just whatever. What I always wondered is like they don't allow any powered vehicles on Mackinac Island, right? So I've been waiting for the electrification, like elect- electric scooters, segways all that stuff to hit the island because that'll be crazy if that ever does happen. I'm not saying it's going to. Yeah, they probably have meetings about it. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, I'm by you here, here, mark it down. My birthday, May 5th, I will have a powered scooter next year. I will have an electric scooter. That is how I will spend my summer getting to work back and forth. I cannot wait. I think you should go with an elliptical. No. I don't want that. And I do not feel I'm, I mean, if I could in a perfect world, I do a one wheel. I just don't think I'm coordinated. I'm too old for a one wheel. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I could, I what I need to do is try to demo one. I mean, in a perfect world, I would have a one wheel. It would drive my wife crazy. She would be constantly worried about me. But I mean, if I could, a one wheel is what I would have. And then, the electric skateboard is cool, but I just know at some point I would hit a rock, and those things go to 19 miles per hour, and just do the simple math, when 19 miles per hour, you know that you're going to fall on that. And so the safest thing is the scooter. Then it's the one wheel. The one wheel goes over curbs for the love of God. You just so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> and the last one I have, I think it's a cool story. Rats love to play hide-and-seek. I learned this on a podcast I listened to today called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I guess these people in the lab taught rats how to play hide-and-seek and they love to play it. I guess they play with each other and they play with humans and I guess the human will say, all right, Ready, set, go, or something. The rats go and hide, and you count. And I guess they rats close their eyes while they're counting or something. <laughs> and if they do a good job, they're rewarded with tickles because rats love being tickled. Apparently, I don't believe anything you just told me. <laughs> well, I definitely know that you would make something like this up, but this, you know, what this gets filed underneath for me. This gets filed underneath the somebody wrote a grant for that. <laughs> Someone got probably like a half a million dollars to do that study on rats playing hide and go seek. And it was a complete waste of money. A complete waste of money. 
Because no one cares that rats are going to go see. Exactly. Or that they want to be tickled. Or that they're tickled. But here it is happening. And we yeah. and we get mad about, like, spending and all this other stuff. But, like, <clears throat> that's amazing. And conversely said, like, just, man, why? <laughs> that's why I think, honestly, I'm going to change careers into grant writing. Because if you can be a decent writer and write grants and get that across, you can make so much money for an organization. Well, and you become, you know, you become the real MVP. It's really what you end up becoming. So, anyways, I have something I want to talk about. Did you guys see the Philadelphia Eagles fan talk on mm-hmm. the fire? No. Yes, I saw the guy who was screaming. No. Oh no. Okay, so well, I guess there was an African American gentleman who was being interviewed, there was a house fire or an apartment fire. And they were interviewing him, like, sir, what happened? He's like, well, this house is on fire. And we saw a construction truck with ladders. So my boy who pulled up is a, you know, he's talking ironically a lot different than I am. So my boy pulls up his truck and we grab the vans and, or the ladders. So we put the ladders in the building and people are throwing babies out the window and I'm catching them. Unlike Al Gora, like right in time. Like, so he's doing a live interview on Philadelphia Fox News or whatever it is, so whatever CBS or whatever it was. And they're talking to him about this very serious fire about babies and about things. And he literally puts in the jab about the Philadelphia Eagles receiver not being able to catch anything against the Lions. It is the most amazing. <laughs> the minute I saw it, I called up Jeffrey and I was like, Have you? He goes, Of course, I've already seen it. He goes, that's everything I've ever known about my Philadelphia friends. That's how they are. I just like. I think yeah. it was posted in UFR. So. Yeah. We will watch it once we're down here, so we can show. we'll take a break and we can watch it on the break, so you can take that joy in. Well, I guess there was another Philly fan. I guess he was on TV. Yes, he went fly roll. He's the dean of admissions at Penn. So. Really? That's he was angry. Oh, oh, yeah. That dude was not happy. But I don't know what he was angry about. I don't know. And that was the problem. Like, did, did, did it say what he was angry about? I don't know. I don't know if he was angry about the officiating. You know, he, he could have been. He was angry. There's no doubt. You can't I think that. I saw him one time. Like, yeah. He was swearing. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't know if he's swearing at the official. You don't know if he's swearing at the play calling. You don't know if he's swearing at a player. It's very subjective. Santa was just, probably walking. Yeah. Back. You just don't know what he was mad about. So, like, if he was just mad about. Wentz not playing better. Okay, he's kind of crazy, but like, if he's mad that maybe the official's not making the right call, like, I mean, I, we've all been there. We've all been really mad at an official. Or, you know, I mean, I don't know if we're on national TV with no. red in the face and swearing and all that, but. And we're not a high profile person. Yeah. Either. I just found it interesting. Yeah. 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 All right. So, is that all our hot takes? That's all I got. That's all I really want to do. No? No. Why are you still undefeated? You are going strong with your Super Bowl prediction. You better believe I am. So the test is this week, right? The Lions have their test this week. Play the Chiefs? Play the Chiefs. The good news is they play the Chiefs at Fort Field. So that helps. And then we go on the the road to Green Bay on Monday Night Football week after that. So, I mean, great two weeks for the Lions. If they come out of this, dare I say, 4-0-1. 4-0-1. I mean, that make-believe bus I put on Facebook is going to be jam-packed. Yeah, you better believe it will be. Yeah. There will be so many people on that thing. But anyways, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Let's take a break. It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. Where can I even go to stay in shape? Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek. Whoa, where's that at? It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce in the Lutz Plaza. Wow, thanks, God. Anytime, bro. Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen, find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it. Oh, all right, big yawn. I know. I did not sleep good last night. It was so hot. I told you guys about that before when I got here. It was like 80 at our house. I pulled the air conditioner out. Couldn't open the window. It looks like it was raining. So I, I was just like, man, I'm really uncomfortable in this house. So I get up and I look at the thermostat. It says 80. It's never been 80 in that house. Because the minute it gets past 75, I put the air conditioner in. But I'm cheap. And I wanted to get the air conditioner out. And I was cheap from the other side. Now what you're thinking is, I just knew that if I had the window, air conditioner, I'd essentially have a window open. So I don't want to turn my furnace on at least until October 1st. We're almost there. We're almost there. Another week. Yep. Have you turned your furnace on yet? No. I knew, I knew the answer to that before I asked it, but I just thought I'd uh, give people, our listeners, a little more insight into how life with Brad is. wasn't below 64. So. <laughs> <laughs> Amy. Yes. Back in the kitchen. I am. Thank you guys very no much problem. for having me. Again. So, um, last time you were here, it was kind of for the same reason you're here this time. So, why don't you talk a little bit about why you're here and what, what you're going to do? Okay. Um, next, actually, this coming Saturday, September 28th, at the Alpena Fairgrounds, we are having our second Michael Pulaski Memorial Foundation. 5k color run and we added a one mile walk this year so registration starts at nine the one mile starts at 10 and the 5k starts at 10 30. so um and all the proceeds go to all the proceeds are going to the alpena cancer center which is a great cause which we're going to get into that whole part a little bit later but i thought what we would do now though is really talk about the race because um, it's a definitely a different race. It's, I believe it's the only race of its kind. I think it's the only color run, right? There is the girls on the yeah. run in Rogers City that okay. does the color run, but that's yeah. that's for younger, you know, girls. So um, yes, yeah, so it's the only color run in Alpena, or I think there might be one in Gaylord too, earlier in the summer. But I'm not positive. Oh, I, she just flattered us there. I, so what you did subjectively was made it sound like we have listeners in Gaylord that could be offended by us saying that we are the only color, but we both know that we really don't have any Gaylord listeners. So, so you could add that. Right? Yeah, so, <laughs> no. I have a listener in France. I know that's oh, very hey. strange, isn't it? Yes, that's so. cool. Um, okay. so you don't have to pre-register for the race. Pre-registration is done. Right? Okay. So we're already past that. So day, like I said, day of registration is at nine o'clock. Um, adults is $20 and kids from six to 15 is $15 and five and under are free. And where does the route go around? It's so it starts at the fairgrounds behind the fairgrounds um, up. What is that? Uh, 11th street. Okay. And then up along Washington or along the, the river back behind the cemetery and then loops around and comes back. So, so similar to the route 
that you can't yeah, use. My five K rope. Yep. So yeah. it's the same rod. Which I, is a I stole that. Well I know <laughs> well technically I think we kinda of stole it too yeah, from we stole it from Lisa's run. Lisa's run, yeah. So I mean yeah. But it's a gorgeous route because it takes you along the river. Yeah. And if we were a little bit colder, we would have color, which we don't have yet. I mean, some leaves are turning color. Yeah, but not very many yet. Yeah. So, but it still should be nice as as long as the rain holds off. They're predicting possible rain in the morning, so hopefully that's not the case. Um, but the color portion you mentioned color, so mm -hmm. their um, color is optional to each participant. So um, we have it set up that if you and Brad are running together. Brad wants color. You don't want color. Um, when you get to the color station, Brad would veer off onto the grass, get color thrown at him, and then he'd come back onto the path, meet you, and you would continue on your way. So if someone doesn't want to do color, they don't have to, but they can still run with the same partner that they were planning on it. And, um, yeah, so. Um, any certain colors that you have? We have four color stations. So we have... What do we have? Purple, orange, yellow, and blue. Amazing. So I like it. And then do you do anything at the end, or is it just? Uh... Um, at the end of the five k, we will do the um, the award ceremony where we have ribbons for the men, women, and children for each the five k and the one mile. Awesome. So. And then this year, you said you added a one mile. We did. So. We added the one mile because my mom, <laughs> so last year we were waiting, but seemed to be forever for my mom um, because she has a bad hip. So, but she really wanted to do it. So I was like, okay. Um, but we added the one mile. So then that way um, for people that don't want to do a whole 5k, I mean, cause she just walked it as well. So if they don't want to do a 5k or can't do a 5k. We added the one mile so more people could participate that way. But the one mile does not have color. Only yeah. the 5K has color. Because the one mile route will go behind the fairgrounds and then come in front of the fairgrounds. And the color portion is along the river. So I'm going to give my dirty race secret to people that want to do these things but are never comfortable with for your mom situation, right? So my dirty secret is, and I know you guys are runners too, so... And an average 5K time is anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes. You guys feel that's good? The fast people are like in the 20s. Mm -hmm. Slow people that just walk the whole thing, they're close to an hour. So anywhere yeah. from 40 to 30 minutes. If you want to do this, any race, Brad's race, because Brad's got a race coming up. Yeah. Your race is a great example. You want to do tons of showers. And then the whole thing is like, man, I don't like being the last. So this is my hip tip for you where you still can be part of the experience. And you're still not going to stick out like a sore thumb is you walk run for 20 minutes in a certain in that race direction that's all you do and then if it's a loop around like it isn't it's kind of in this situation the 20 minutes you just turn around then you come back and then you're not going to get first place or anything so you don't have to worry about sitting there feeling like someone's stealing it you're stealing someone's award that's not going to happen you still can come you still get to be part of the experience you still get to have the camaraderie of people running and then it's just I don't know how it is. Yeah, this one is, is more family fun oriented, not necessarily. This is not a speed race. I mean, some people, last year we had a couple of people finish under 20 minutes and, you know, they they were just run. Yeah. I mean, they weren't there to run, which is fine. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, but um, with the color portion, having to veer off and stuff, obviously that's 
going to take a, a couple minutes or not a couple minutes, but it's going to add a couple seconds to your time yeah. for sure. If you're worried about time, but, but we're just looking for a family fun event that, you know, if people want to bring their kids and they want to walk and eat, like you said, even people with little kids, I know someone said, we're going to go to the last paint station, turn around and come back. Okay, fine. I, I really don't care. Yeah. Honestly, um, if you, if, if that's all they can do, then that's, that's yeah. great. It's just, it's something that we're trying to get people to be able to come out, get together, have fun. Um, in the meantime, you know, if they knew my dad, you know, ha- tell stories and do all that kind of stuff. If they didn't know my dad, hopefully they're going to learn a little bit, or if nothing else, they hopefully want to go home and go, okay, I'm going to Google pancreatic cancer and find out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And all the proceeds go to the cancer center. So it's a great cause and everyone wins. Yeah. So. I think that's an important misconception. I think it was doing with a lot of these races that people decided to do as fundraisers, with yours and Brad's and all of the other ones. There's going to be a, there's going to be that kid there or girl there that's going to fly like the wind, and that's amazing. If anything, I'm in awe of that person that can run that fast. Yeah. And Brad's a great runner. He's very fast, but like Brad does not care on how I run. I mean, he doesn't want me to get hurt, obviously, or anybody would want to see anyone getting hurt. But Brad could care less if I'm finishing first or last or whatever. He's just glad I came out. You're yeah. the same way. Yeah. And I think the average person needs to understand when if they're hesitant and not wanting to come because they might be embarrassed or whatever, worried. Yeah. It should be the last thing on their mind. Yeah. I guess is the only thing I'm trying to convey for this, for your race, Brad's race, and any other race. A lot of times when they're doing this, there are going to be those races like the fourth of july race for the dork brothers where there's a lot of runners yeah and that's fine but so much of the odd of these times when they're fundraisers for great causes like we're about to talk about with yours yeah. really the race is secondary yeah to the whole thing so yeah um yeah. I, I agree like you said with with new beginners like the the first race i ever ran was um no, I'm sorry. It was actually the first race was the all Ferris race one year. And then the second one was the towers and that race, it was like 90 degrees. I swear it was awful. And I remember coming across the finish line and being like, Oh my God, that was horrible. And Brad's like, you finished. That's all that matters. Yeah. And you know, and that's all that matters. So come on out and, and have fun with your kids or, Hopefully your, you know, strollers are, are fine. No bikes or scooters, unfortunately, no pets. Cause we don't want anybody to get tripping over leashes or something like that. But. Well, and I don't know how the pets would interact with the color either. So yeah, it's probably so, a good idea to do that. But, but yeah, kids, strollers, bring them along. We had one little kid last year. I have a picture of him. He, he walked up to my son and he covered his face like his eyes because he didn't want to get it in his eyes and granted we've told them like no face shots you know mm-hmm. stomach to, to waist but or chest to waist but he's covering his eyes and they're throwing the powder at him it's the cutest thing because afterwards he had the biggest smile on his face like oh my gosh this is so fun so so that's what we're just trying to do we're trying to get people to come out and just have a good time and just be able to do something different yeah um so I think within the next segment, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the why of the race and everything like that. Okay. So before we deep dive into that, I just didn't know, do you have anything else going on? Um, kind of, it's been a year since we talked to you. So I don't know if there's anything you guys you want to update the listeners for. Um, let's see. Mm. <laughs> well, last Friday, Brad mentioned we had our sweat for a cause. 
Um, we had a couple of people come out, so that was that was nice. We had a really good workout with Jerome, so that was good. Left sweaty. I don't even know who Jerome is. <laughs> Jerome Torres. Oh, oh yes. Or, okay. Yep. I do know who he so, is now. So, so yeah, he he came out and let our workout, so that was good. Um, updates other than that, just moving along, I guess. Um, do you plan on doing the race next year as well? Kind of do it like a yearly thing. It'll plan. The plan is to do it every uh, every September, the last weekend in September. Oh, beautiful! That's our so plan. then you can just start leaving that as a market on your market as an annual reminder, which is really awesome. So, all right. Well, what I'd like to do now is we'll take a break. We'll come back, and then um, I already know how I'm going to start this next segment. So. <laughs> So one of my favorite race misconceptions is you two as race directors. Mm-hmm. We had Joe Gentry on April? Summer. Summer. Yeah. We had Joe on earlier this year, and one of the running jokes Joe talked about was people think you do races and you make money. And then when you add up all the time that you – I mean, because you do make some money, obviously, but yeah. you're donating it. But the whole point is, is when you add up the time that you put into something like this, you're really not making anything because you put so much – yeah. Sweat equity and work and everything that Brad knows and you know so all too well. Uh, running a race is extremely difficult, and the only way you ever do something like this is if you have a really good why of doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, you just don't set yourself up for all this work unless there's something that you feel good about and that you're passionate about. And I know in this instance, you have that great story that goes along with that. So why don't you let's work backwards, right? Okay. So I know you decided you wanted to come up with this race for your dad. Yep. So how did you arrive at that point? Um, so my dad passed away in 2016. The last episode, it almost sounds like 2006. So I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. So after he passed away and actually helping Brad out with his first race, it kind of got the wheels turning. Like, I want to do something. I'm not sure what yet. And actually, as soon as my dad passed away, like I was talking to my mom saying, you know, we need to do something. I'm not sure what. And I mean, different ideals got thrown out like, hey, why don't you have a a golf outing? Or, well, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, well, I want something that everyone can do. Mm -hmm. So I came up with the, the run. And actually, my friend Andrew was the one who really pushed me because I was like, I'm throwing this idea around. And he's like, just do it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're not going to be doing all the work, you know? And he's like, yeah, but how many people can actually say, you know, I set this goal and I did it and I, you know, did a 5k and this is, you know, what happened out of it. And, and so that was kind of the final push that I needed. And so my mom and I went and, you know, set up the foundation and, you know, we got everything started and, and then it was Tracy actually at the Bay that, you know, said to me, um, there's a 5k every, every week. Why am I coming to yours? And yeah. so that got me thinking, okay, we need to do something different. So then that's where the color portion got, got added in. So. I, I love the color run. Um, I think there, it takes a certain brand of costumes, which I think is another great idea because it running could be a very monotonous, yep. boring and, depending on who it is, a very painful thing, depending on how long you're going and what kind of shape you're in. Yeah. So, 
so all those things aren't exactly positive. <laughs> so, but when you add costumes to it and then you add color to it, it kind of takes on the different tone, yeah. lightens up, makes it a little more fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so obviously you lost your dad in 2016. What did you lose your dad from? Pancreatic cancer. So I'm going to make a long story short. Um, he struggled with pancreatitis two different times. Uh, one in, in, uh, 1985, he had an attack and then he had another attack in 92 that we almost lost him from in 92. Um, that one was really serious. He was hospitalized here in Alpena for a couple weeks, went down to Ann Arbor, had a 12 hour surgery, was hospitalized for another couple weeks, came home in April didn't go back to work until October or November, basically because he kind of had to because of insurance wise. Um, but luckily they, they babied him. Um, and then in 2015, we, um, he actually called me one day and he said, Hey, the VA called me and my, my like monthly blood work came back. One of my numbers is a little goofy. They need me to go up to the hospital to have more blood work done. So I was like, okay. And I happened to be off that afternoon. So I said, well, I got to come back into town. I'll meet you up there. And my husband, John was with me and he's like, all right, I'll go with you. I'm like, okay. So we met him at the hospital and I walked in and he was yellow. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, what you, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, the doctor thinks I'm jaundice. And I was like, which I've never heard of in adults other than, you know, babies are jaundice, but that's about it. And um, so that was the sign right there. And so they ran some more tests and, and they said, um, you have, they found a tumor and they said, you have a tumor and you need to have surgery like now. And so we literally left the hospital that day and my mom and dad jumped in the car, drove straight to Ann Arbor. I went home, grabbed them clothes, straight to Ann Arbor. And that's when it all started. And so that happened in 2015 when? January, 2015. January of 2015. Okay. So he went down there. He had a surgery. He was jaundiced because everything was backing up. He had uh, he had a tumor that was pushing on his duct and it was backing everything up into his kidneys. So he had surgery to put a drain tube in to relieve the kidneys. And then in May, he was back down in Ann Arbor to have that tube removed, to have the tumor removed. And then that's when we, he had another 12 hour surgery and that's when we found out that the tumor was cancer and they, she told us then that we we tried to get it all, but, but we couldn't at this point. So there's some left in there. So now we need chemo, radiation, whatever. We found out that it had, by the time he was well enough to start all of that, he, he planned on doing it in Ann Arbor, but by the time he was well enough to start everything, it had already moved to his liver and you can't do radiation on a liver. So he said, I want to go home. And so he came back in September 17th. He started chemotherapy here in Alpena. Okay. And then when you lost your dad in 16 of when? December 10th. Okay. So, wow. So from the time we found out January, 2015, in December of 2016, we figured it was about 22 months. And the average, um, after diagnosis, the average time normally is three to six months. Wow. Because unfortunately, where the pancreas is located, it's it's really hard to diagnose because um, 
the symptoms are really common symptoms. Um, it's like loss of appetite, you know, weight loss. Um, like I said, jaundice is one, but that that's kind of really an oddball one. Um, that would be a little more obvious, but, um, abdomen pain or lower back pain, um, weight loss, some nausea, change in your stools. Um, another one is if you are recently diagnosed with diabetes, um, those are possible, um, symptoms. And so, I mean, for some people like, Oh, I don't have an appetite or a lot. Okay. So now I'm not eating as much. So I'm losing weight. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those aren't things that you necessarily run to the doctor for. Right. And when you do, they could say, Oh, you know, that could be our stress or you know yeah. whatever they could, it could be a thousand things. They don't automatically think, Oh, it's your pancreas. Mm -hmm. So, so it's hard to diagnose. And then normally when it is diagnosed, it's already spread somewhere else. And then you have even more issues. It sounds like it could be one of those things that since it doesn't get diagnosed so much later on at that point. Yep. So yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. So you said your dad had some pancreatitis. Mm -hmm. What is that exactly? So basically it's a, it's a, it's an attack on your pancreas. Um, the first time he had it, um, in 85, he was in the hospital just for a couple days. And I remember them asking him, are you a drinker or are you a smoker? Cause those are some of the, um, causes. And he, he was like the casual drinker. He played men's softball league. So, you know, a day <laughs> a game, he would, you yeah. know, have a couple beers with the guys, but like he wasn't a true drinker. And that was kind of a, a big sign. So they were like, okay, we're not really sure what's going on. And after that, he was fine mm -hmm. for another however many years. And then in 92, I don't, I don't really remember exactly, but I just remember he, he was sick and he was in the hospital. I don't really remember what kind of symptoms he had or anything, but, but he was here in Alpena for two or three weeks. And I remember them saying, if we have to do surgery, we can we're not qualified to do it here. We don't have the surgeons to do it here. You'll have to go somewhere else. And he was then airlifted to Ann Arbor. And afterwards when he came home, cause I remember he came home on my birthday and he said, I'm sorry, I didn't get you a present. And I'm like, well, you've been in the hospital for a month and a half. And I'm like, I didn't expect you to. But after he came home, I, I know my mom then told us the severity of it. And she said, the doctor said if he would have went one more day before his surgery, he would have died. Wow, that's intense. Yeah. Do they ever know like what caused that or no? No. Unfortunately, there's no um, like testing you can have done it ahead of time. Like you know, for breast cancer, you can get a mammogram, or you know, colon cancers, you can you know, different cancers, you can get screenings and stuff like that. Unfortunately, pancreatic doesn't have anything that you can be tested for ahead of time. So it's, um, my dad was in the military. Um, he ended up getting drafted and went to Vietnam. So he was exposed to agent orange. Wow. So agent orange, technically pancreatic cancer is not, um, um, what am I trying to say with the VA? It's not a dedicated or recognized, recognized. Thank you. It's not a recognized, um, um, cancer for Agent Orange yet, but there are a lot of, unfortunately, people that have been in Vietnam that have pancreatic cancer. So maybe one day it will be, but yeah. So, wow. 
That's intense. So, um, how, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit with me, no, um, how does it feel like knowing that you've gone, gone through what you have with your dad mm-hmm. um, and being able to really give back not only to in, in the memory of your dad, but also, you know, you're helping the cancer center out and future families that are going through the process you're unfortunately all too familiar with. Well, that that's exactly why we <clears throat> picked the cancer center was because we've been there. We've done that. I, when my dad decided to come back home to have all of his, um, his chemo treatments, I was there for every appointment. I, I wanted to hear firsthand exactly what the, you know, the doctor had to say. Um, unfortunately for my dad, um, they, there's only a couple different chemo treatments that work for pancreatic cancer. And doc told us that right away. He said, this may work for a little bit, but then we're, we're going to have to switch. Right. And so we, you know, we were on one drug, actually it's a combination of drugs. It's not, it's not just one specific, it's usually a combination of two or three. So we went through the first round and it, it seemed to kind of keep it at bay. And then the second round came and it was like, okay, we need to switch. We went to something else. And mind you, when we started um, chemo, I asked him, okay, how long of a regimen are we talking? Cause you'll hear people maybe like breast cancer. They'll say, okay, you'll, you'll do chemotherapy for, you know, six weeks and radiation at the same time for six weeks and then you're done. Well, so I asked him how long of a regimen are we going to be on? And he said, forever until you can't tolerate them anymore yeah and then um so we got done with our second regimen and then we went to a third and then he flat out said this is all i got yeah so and then it came to a point where it's like we had to talk about you need to decide what's more important quality of life or quantity of life right and um so dad just kind of kept that, you know, in the back of his mind. Now, mind you, with pancreatic cancer, there is a lot of pain normally. I mean, and I say pain is in like bedridden on all kinds of opioids, like can't function pain. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for him, he, he didn't have any of that. Oh, wow. He had some side effects, like um, one of the drugs made um, everything taste metallic. So he didn't want to really eat much because it tasted like metal. Um, He had neuropathy in his feet and hands. Basically that's like you feel burning or it feels like you're getting pricked by needles. Mm -hmm. Um, So he had a lot of like that really flared up. But, and of course the day of chemo, he would um, just kind of be blah, of course, and tired. And then the next day he would be pretty tired and then after that, for the most part, he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And we were on every two weeks. Okay. So we would go, you know, go in on maybe a Friday. He'd have, you know, the two weeks in between. And then the, that next Friday or whatever, we would be, you know, back in. So if you've never been to the cancer center, um, the nurses and doctors that are there are literally amazing. Like, you are not number you know one two three four five case whatever your number is like Mm -hmm. you would walk in and they would literally be hey steve how are you today Mm -hmm. hey brad how are you you know like they not only know the patient but they know the family they know you know 
they make you feel as comfortable and as welcome as they possibly can. Or at least that's how they did for us. And it was, it was amazing because you're there so much. Well, at least he was, I, I, I pray that most patients aren't there that much, but I mean, there was times when most of his appointments were at eight o'clock in the morning. So he would have to go in at seven, get blood work done. Then he could leave, go to lunch or breakfast or whatever. And then he would come back and his appointment would be with doc at eight. Doc would look over his numbers. As long as everything jived, he would start his treatments. And normally he didn't get done till about five o'clock. So he was there literally all the time. And if something was out of whack, then he might get um, fluids. He might get um, like potassium or magnesium. And then usually about once a month, he would end up getting a blood transfusion and get platelets because he was just burning through them. So unfortunately with the chemo, it doesn't just attack your, your good cell or your bad cells. It attacks your good cells as well. So it, it takes a lot out of you. Now radiation I don't really know because we didn't we didn't get to do radiation, yeah. but but um so yeah there was I remember a couple times when we were up like they were closing they had already sat down there with us till like six o'clock and then they would transfer us up to the actual upstairs to the third floor or whatever it is just so he could finish wow. you know his bags I know we did that at least two or three times so I mean it was usually a full day so it's a lot but and for someone that isn't actually seeing it firsthand you don't you don't know um it's you hear people get cancer all the time Mm -hmm. you're you're constantly hearing it nowadays which is horrible but you are and you hear about it that day you might go home and tell Allison like, Oh, did you hear so-and-so got can you know, has whatever kind of cancer. And, and you might talk about it that day and think about it that night, but then that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't think about it again until maybe the next time you see them. And then mm-hmm. you're like, Oh yeah, how you doing? Yeah. But you don't realize what they're actually going through on a daily basis. Right. In between there, you know, like, I mean, like even with, with Allison and her, it's RA, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what, what's going on with her until yeah. I see your post that she can't get out of bed that day. Yeah. You know, something it's like, you don't, you don't know until you're going through it. Yeah. And I think the problem you have as a family member, like you are and I am and um, Brad, his uncle is a great example too, is you are so, when you're going through it, you're just so in it. Yeah. That when it's all done and you actually look back on it, it almost takes your breath away. Like it just, you don't really realize all that you went through because you're at the time you're just in it and you're just trying to do everything you can just to, to, to simply make it through. And then when it's all said and done and you're just kind of like, you know, geez Louise, you know, yeah. it's just like absolutely crazy. I mean, to hear you talk about it, it's just so, it's so sobering because I can't imagine, you know, I mean, it's just got to be, but at the same time, what else do you have? What other choice do you have? You know, yeah. That was the short version. Like there was so much more that happened with him. Um, but yeah, people would say, I don't, I don't know how you're doing it. Yeah. One day at a time, like everyone else does, because that's all you can do. 
you focus on today. You you're getting through today, and then tomorrow we'll see what tomorrow brings. And um, it, you don't really have a choice, honestly. Yeah. And um, I used to laugh at people that would say, "Oh, my life's so boring," and I'm like, I would give anything to have boring again. Yeah. When you're in the middle of chaos, like mm-hmm. boring sounds amazing. Yeah. But now looking back at it. Now that my life's boring, yeah. I, I would give anything to be in the middle of chaos. Yeah. It, it's that weird yin and yang effect where, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate to that 100%. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So do you have any other plans to, you know, to honor your father? Um, I mean, not saying that what you're doing <laughs> isn't enough. I, I don't want me to downplay that at all. But I like, to, for example, I know, one thing that Alice and I have been really looking forward to or working toward and we're trying to figure out how mm-hmm. is we're trying to figure out if we can, if we can do a scholarship in my mom's name. It. Um, it's something that we've been tossing around trying to figure out how to do it. Um, and I don't know whether we do it in your way. Yeah. Like, do we create something that can kind of supplement the money toward that? Yeah. We, we've talked about, my mom and I talked about doing a scholarship. That was one of the first things that we talked about. But then, like you said, how, how do you do it? Where, where do you do it? Like, do you do it to a high school kid just going into college? Or do you do it right here at the college? You know, do you, yeah. And we're not a, we're not a post. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Um, I don't have anything in the near near future that we've decided on, but you know, maybe 10 years down the line, I don't want to say that we're not going to do the color run anymore as of right now, but I mean, I don't know what the future holds of course. And it might get to a point where it's just, this is just too much Mm -hmm. to do anymore. So let's change gears kind of thing. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I mean, you're, you're, what you're doing right now is a creative way to remember a great guy, yeah. but also really impact our community in a positive way on a whole bunch of different ways. Not only are you creating something that's fun and good for people, but you're also then in turn helping the cancer center, which again yeah. is going to impact so many people through experience, which you just yeah. talked about. Yeah. I found like, I know you, you came to celebrate and help Brad and I out with it. Um, the thing with celebrate was, is is Great as that was, and it was fun and everything. Every year we talked, we took a step back and said, "Okay, should we do this again? Like, do we need to be doing something different? Should mm-hmm. we add this? Should we add that? What What's working good here? Mm-hmm. You know, because I can't even imagine all the work that goes into it, the logistics of that you both go through. And then, is it worth it? Like you said, yeah. to be able to yeah. objectively to look at it and. Um, you know, we talked about, like, my mom and I, we, we were bouncing ideas off of each other. And, like, our first year was going to be to the cancer center. Then we thought the second year would be specifically for pancreatic cancer research. Yeah. And then, you know, we thought of the third year, um, there was a, um, a great website. And um, it's called pancam.org. It's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. And it's basically specifically for pancreatic cancer. It's an organization that you can go to. Um, it's for not only patients, but for caregivers. It's a great website that gives, you know, all kinds of information. They can set you up with clinicals, trials, you know, you name it, it's on there. So we, we talked about that one too. 
you know, possibly donating to them. Yeah. But then we decided ultimately more people are affected by cancer in general, not just pancreatic cancer. So that's why we decided to, to um, go strictly with the cancer center because one, it's local mm-hmm. and we've been there. We've, we've seen it. And knowing that after we donated the money and we spoke to them specifically of, okay, what is this going towards? It's going um, specifically for patient comfort, for um, education, for their families. Um, I know there's more, but I can't remember them at the moment. But, but, but I mean, that's enough right there in itself, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I mean, even if it just went to one of those things, but the fact yeah. that it's going to even one or even more, mm-hmm. um, just because... I, and I'm biased, but our community is so t- close and small mm-hmm. that when one person is fighting a, a battle of anything like that, there's a good chance that you know them somehow, directly or indirectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is not the place where you want to see people you know. Yeah. And there was multiple times when we would be there and somebody would walk in and you're like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. But you knew why they were there. Yeah. You know, and it's... And it wasn't just, I mean, older people. I mean, there was young, I remember specifically there was this younger girl and she was from Hale and she was driving, I don't remember what she said, once a month or whatever it was. But I mean, she, that day, I remember it was snowing out. It was crappy out. And she said, yeah, we left the house at like 5 a.m. or whatever to make sure that we were here on time. So I didn't miss my appointment. She was maybe 20. Yeah. And I'm like, it just, unfortunately, cancer is not prejudiced. I mean, it's it's men, women, kids, um, any age, any yeah. you know race, all of that, and it it sucks. I mean, it, it does really suck. But there are the people that leave the cancer center and get to ring their bell, and basically they have this bell up on the wall, and when you finish your treatment, you go ring the bell, and that symbolizes that that you're done, and mm-hmm. you know you've you've beat it. And, but not only, not everybody gets to ring that bell. Yeah. Some people choose otherwise. You know, I, I remember the day my dad told me that he decided to stop treatments. I will never forget it because Mason was home that summer for an internship. And it was that day was his last day. And he was going back to Ann Arbor. And I knew that was literally his last day. Like he's not coming back home. Like he's after this, he's living, going out to live his life. Yeah. And then that was, the, that was the day my dad's like, yep, I decided to, to stop treatments. Yeah. And I, I just knew what that meant yeah. ultimately because with his, it was so aggressive mm-hmm. that, and it had already went from his pancreas um, to his liver, to his lungs. Wow. It had already moved so many times that stopping treatments I knew what that meant. Yeah. But it is what it is. And you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. And if that didn't happen, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Right. You know, I wouldn't be doing this race. We wouldn't be raising money for the, for the cancer center. This wouldn't be happening. So I, I believe that that happened so we can bring awareness to pancreatic cancer and we can help other people. And you don't know who you're impacting. Not that you want to know, but you doing this could be touching so many other people and families 
within not only Alpena area, yep. but as you said, I mean, Hale. Yeah. I mean, we are one of the very fortunate people to have this ability to have this center here in our community. Yeah. So we almost take it for granted, right? We, we do. don't think. I that mean, we... there's people traveling. Yeah. They are definitely traveling. It's either you know, because even Hale, that it's do you come up to Alpena or do you maybe go down to Saginaw or mm. you know, I don't even know if there is one in Saginaw. I'm not even sure, but um, you know, they're making the effort to come here because they trust our system. Like I said, our doctors and, and nurses are amazing. You know, they they go above and beyond their call of duty, literally. And it's just, like you said, I hope that we are helping a ton of people because then it makes it a little bit easier to talk about it and to remember him and to know everything that we went through. 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll take a break and come back. And then we'll touch off some other things. All right. Now we're going to move on to our top five. What a pivot. <laughs> yeah. It is our top five autumn activities. So things we'd like to do in the fall. Do you have a top five then? I do. Okay, good. I don't hate fall. I was just... I mean, you I, said I, that you hated fall, though. I, I took it back, though. Okay. <laughs> I did. I'm actually with you, Steve. I yeah. love fall. It's weird. I, I, I would say this was just the last five years. It just happened. I used to. I mean, I still like summer. Yeah. And I don't like. You spring. know what it is? We don't get a summer anymore. Yeah. The summer is so limited yeah. that you're lucky if you get two months. Yeah. And so fall kind of seems like it's stretched out a little bit. We don't get a spring. We get eight months of winter. And I mean, that's about it. So, and I think the other thing is, is that I am so busy during the summer that autumn, I just naturally kind of slow down my business. The so hunting season, hunting season, opening day is like the bottom of my slowness. So, like, I have this gradual decrescendo from Fourth of July to hunting season. So, once autumn gets here, I'm just slowing down, and it, there's probably something to that where I kind of you enjoy. Can relax a little yeah, bit. Yeah, relax a little bit. I get anxiety because I'm not selling as many cars, but there is something being nice to be able to say, hey, you know, like next Saturday, if all goes well, I'm going to be at your race, and I'm going to do the Cornhole Tournament with Matt, then I'm going to go to the Alpena High football game. I mean, that's a great day of yeah. not my normal Saturday. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Number five is going on vacation. Jumped in this week. Nice. Yes. I definitely wanted to talk about that now or when we were closing out. You can talk about it now. So tell everyone, I mean, we've mentioned it, but this is it right here. You yes. are. I am flying out tomorrow from Alpena to go to Washington, D.C., and I will be back Sunday. But right now I have a tour of the Capitol building planned for Wednesday and then the Phillies Nationals game on Thursday. So look for me in Buckfield. I'll be right behind the board. I like it. Nice. And I expect numerous pictures. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll be. What you should do? Probably have to clean up my phone. Yeah. Do you, does that have expandable memory? I don't know. I mean, take the take the case off while you're talking. <laughs> right. We're gonna check right now. Because yeah. if you do, I have I, I have a, I have a card for you. If you do, I don't have it with me right this second, but I can definitely give it to you. I can run it home and bring it to you. So. All right. We'll I don't see. think I'll need my drone. But I plan on going to the, nation, the African-American National 
history museum and zoo at some point. Check out the presidential monuments. But I heard the Washington Monument is having problems with their renovated uh, elevator already. So I don't know if that'll be open or not. And then... I don't know if open that. That's a good thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, I might go check out Ford Theater. Not going to reenact anything there, but <laughs> some place to visit. Check out Arlington. Go to the Arlington Cemetery and the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Uh, I guess the Pentagon is in Arlington, so I would check that out as well. Other than that, I don't know. That sounds pretty, pretty jam packed. Yeah. So that's awesome, though. Should be a fun time. Fun time. Well, I'm excited. You're number five. Oh, my number five. Um, trip to Kanabis. Already went twice this year. I love Kanabis. It's like, it's everything about fall. It's apples. Mind you, I don't do the cider, but that's okay. Their pizza, wonderful. All the little kitties and their little rides and their animals and the donuts. We got the pie last time. Uh, apple, strawberry or something, I think. I don't know, but it was amazing. So, yeah, trip to Kanabis. I'll be honest, that's a little higher on my list. So, but I do have that on my list. This is my number three. Got it. It's my number two. So, okay, it's good to talk about either way. So, I absolutely love, love Kanabis. And then if you, which we already went earlier, if you haven't been there and seen the updates and the renovations, amazing. Yes, awesome. I we tried it a pizza, but I really would like to go there and maybe spend more quality time. Okay, so the first time we went, we got pizza to go, mm -hmm. and we ate it at home. And I was like, it's good, but I think it would be a lot better warm. So then the second time we went, we went specifically for pizza. Okay. Sat there, ate the popcorn, watched the football, the whole experience. Yes. And I love the renovation. I love that, like, vibe Kind of reminds me of Austin Brothers feel, where it's the the rustic, the barnwood, the tin, the industrial lighting. Awesome! It really is. It's beautiful. We had such a good time there, yeah. and we hardly like even did anything. Like, don't you feel it was fast? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, what I like about it is normally, <laughs> I think the problem was is Cannabis is always set up, and you kind of go there, do your thing, and then you get out of there. Yeah. And they made it much more like, hey, why don't you hang out for a while? Yep, exactly. And I, I just don't think I was used to that as yeah. well what it was. So our first one was quick too. Yeah. So but yeah. my number five favorite fall activity would be going to the farmer's market. So we always like to get pumpkins. So I guess I don't know if it's really going to the farmer's market, but it's getting pumpkins. So we like to do it at the farmer's market, but we've also gone on the side of the road and picked them up. And we're not it's not above us to like get them at Neiman's or Walmart or Meyer mm -hmm. or, you know, have more than five pumpkins out. So like, yeah. you, know, you could out. always go to like AJ's has, you can go yeah. pick your own. So. I miss that. That was with my kids. What they used to do with Mace. I did it with Mason growing up. Probably. Didn't he go ahead? Did he go ahead and start? 
yeah, he did one year. So we went to that pumpkin patch. Uh, it was Steamer Field. I think it was. I don't know what it was with, but I remember. Well, it would have been with me because I did it with Kelsey. I was gonna say I don't remember doing that. No, I don't think it was Richard with Kelsey, but you know we used to do those hay rides back out there with those kids, and just such a good time having a little pick out of the pumpkin and everything. So yeah, I do miss that. All right. My number four is go to football games. Nice. What else is there to do in football? I mean, that's my number two. So. Go to football games. It's football season. It is football season. It is football season. Um, it's a bittersweet football season for me. So, like, I mean, this is – you have a couple more years. But this yeah. is my officially last year being a football parent. So, like, feels really weird. I mean, we've been a football family for a really long time, as you have. Yeah. And it's weird when it's like, okay, this is kind of it. Like, when we're done being a football family. Yeah. So, we're like, I don't know. It's crazy because I, I think – what am I going to do when I'm not running practices and games? Like literally, what <laughs> yeah. am I going to do? But I'm, I'm sure it'll just get filled up with something else. But Friday nights will be it for me because you know, Friday nights in the fall have typically been reserved for football for yeah. so long. Yeah. And it's so weird. Allison's already made that transition. She started volunteering on stuff on Friday nights. And yeah. I don't know if I'll ever do that. I mean, maybe once in a while, I mean, we we're doing something for the theater this weekend, but um Overall, I just am like kind of. <clears throat> I miss going to Alpena High football games, so that'll be kind of nice to be able to. For every once in a while, pose. I was just talking about Dave. They used to have a buy, yeah. And then you, if it's time to write, you could go to Alpena, or if they were ever to go up to the UP, seven hours away. I'd yeah, like, forget that. Anymore. Sorry, I'm not going to that game. I, I love mean, you, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's no way to put that SD card in there, is there? I just realized I was just looking that up. There's some way to get the back off. Yeah, but you don't want to do that necessarily. Like, I don't want to do that. This is only a 16 gigabyte. Something like that. That's your SD card. I mean, not your SD. That's your um, SIM card. That's not what we want. I don't think so. Don't take that off. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, you have to. You could cloud it. I just took some pictures. Started on Instagram and Facebook. Well, that's what I do. I mean, we could have that talk if we want. But that is how I deal with photos now. Like, unless it's something that's super nice, I put them in my Lightroom where it'll hold as much. So if I want to hold a 40 megapixel photo in there, it'll keep it as 40 megapixel. But if it's just a photo I really don't give a crap about, but I like it, I'll put it to Facebook and then I'll load it in the yearly album and then that's how I have it. So, like, whatever it is, 12 megapixels is what Facebook does. So Number four for you. All right, my number four is like Halloween and everything that goes with fall. Like you said, the decorations, the pumpkins, the mums, the taking the little kitties trick-or-treating, going to look at the pumpkin display Mm -hmm. in town, the little pumpkin light display by, um, behind uh, sunset there. What is it? Hatches, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Halloween stuff. All about it. That's my number four. It's amazing. Dun, 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 dun. So it's me now? Yeah. Right, I moved Kanabi's up to number three. So I made a change on my list. So. Okay. Well, we're going to know I moved Kanabi's. I have football Kanabi's. And, all right. All right. So that was three. Oh, so okay. My number three 
would be, oh, what did I write it down? I listed it. I just got three of those Canadians. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. So, do you need a four for me? I don't know. <laughs> How many have you given? Well, well I, thought I've given, I thought I've said yes to three because <laughs> I've used three of what you guys have said is on my list. All right. Because I have football, farmer's market, Halloween, Kanabis. All right, then just wait. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fall. I mean, we're all going to kind of have the basic thing. My number one, I'll tell you my number one. My number one is leaves changing. So I'm like, I love color colors. So that's it. That's my list. All right. That's fine. Yeah. But I mean, the problem is, is you, indirectly, you've sent like three of mine. So at least I got it. I, was any of yours on mine? Yeah. Okay, so sort of. Right. In yeah. a roundabout way. So just go through yours. My, I guess my number three is camping in the fall. I love camping in the fall. I've never done that. Do you have a fancy camper? Or we, a camper? We do, okay. yes. But we actually just bought it. But I, we haven't camped in it mm-hmm. in the fall because we just bought it this year. But um, camping when we were little, like we always camped growing up. Mm-hmm. And the fall, I don't know why, but it was the best. I don't know because like at night you get that, that crisp air uh-huh. and you get the nice bonfire and just – I don't know. So that's so what I, I I like camping in the fall. I thought about it as we've talked about. We've camped with a certain group, mm-hmm. and I've thought about doing that just once this one weekend. Just go out for a Saturday because you're right. It's extra cold, or it's a little bit cold, or it's not so cold where you're like, "This is stupid. Let's yeah. not be here." Yeah. But a real reason about it, when we went camp the summer, it was so blessed hot. Yeah. You didn't want to be next to the fire. Yeah, exactly. Because you're just like, ah, oh, yes. It's 90 degrees out. Yeah, like, do yeah. we really need a fire at 75 degrees? But we did because, anyway, so. It's camping. Fire, you have to. Right. I like the idea of, I mean, I know that we were freezing the one night we did it, but I kind of don't mind the idea of, like, being warm in the tent. Because everything I've done with the tent thus far, except for the one time, was we need ventilation. It's hot. <laughs> let's get some air moving in through here. So I like the idea of like, oh, let's try to get it warm. Yeah. I've heard the air mattress we have stinks for like because the cold comes through the ground and then you're like it's kind of sitting. I would like to experience that because I've yet to experience <laughs> that. I have like experienced like, oh my god, it is hot in here. Turn the fan on, please, Allison. That's what I've gotten so far. I don't know. There's just something about it. So you should try it. You should do it. You pick a weekend in the camp site. I'll come meet you for the day and come back and camp in my own bed. Well, I mean, <laughs> and I know that about you, right? And I'm perfectly fine with it. So essentially, it's just really me and Justin going to do this. I mean, I was going to say, it, would Allison be on board for that? I think she would do it if Justin would. I don't think she would ever just be, hey, let's go camp here together. Okay. Or maybe we are. She has something planned for me October 5th, and she won't tell me what it is. Oh, hey. But it's. Not Marquette, which I was, I was praying for. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to take me to Marquette. I'm going to see the leaves change on top of that flipping hill that I want to do so bad. But she's lot going on that day. So, October 5th? Yeah. What else is going on? Chili chowder cook-off. Um, I mean, I didn't know what it is, but like. The donut roll for. Yeah. I, I can tell you, if I could climb on top of that hill at Marquette and take pictures, I would give up. The chili cook off, the donut roll, all that stuff. I would happily give that up. But she told me that I could go ahead and plan on working that morning. So that means that I'm done by noon, 1 o'clock. So I don't know what it is. I'm really perplexed. Oh, do you? So <laughs> oh. What I told her, what I hope it was, and you'll appreciate this, I was like, would it be involved the Joker movie? Because I would be okay with that too. 
like, can you take me to an IMAX Joker movie? And she's like, she was kind of looked at me like, it could be. Not like, I guessed it, but more like, maybe that's what we should be doing. I'm like, oh, that's not a bad idea. So. But I don't want to, the other problem is I don't want it to cost money. Because we're going to Nashville the next week. Oh. So I, whatever we're going to play, I don't want it to cost a dime. Like I, <laughs> As much as I wanted to go to Marquette, I don't want to pay for all the gas to go up there because I am in full save mode right now. I bought a week's worth of ramen noodles for work. <laughs> all right. He'll be fine. I know. I appreciate that. Glad you're not telling him either. You're number two. My number two and number one go together. So I'll just spill the beans. Number two is running and number one is putting on the costume run. Nice. I haven't run in a while. But you are right, though. Fall running is the best part. It is. It's perfect weather. Yes. The air is crisp, as you talked about mm-hmm. earlier, what you said earlier. And I love that you can put on a layer, get warm running, but not be so sweaty miserable. Yeah. And it's just that cool air coming in. You can get a nice. I mean, there's a reason why marathons are in the fall, right? I mean, okay. that's. All the big races are this time of year. There's a reason for that. So yeah, it's nice. It is nice. And then the costume room—it's my baby. That's awesome. I'm excited. Some of the decisions we made last week are yours. I yeah. feel good about yeah. it. So. I think we're heading in the right direction. I do too. In fact, I'm on to check that because I thought I might have got a response in the meantime. So. All right. All right. My number two was kind of what Steve said a little bit was. Um, the colors changing. So a day trip somewhere to look at the leaves, a walk in the woods, just get outside and just enjoy nature for sure. That's definitely my number two. And then my number one is football. Like nothing says fall like football, whether it's high school games. Like right now, Logan's playing on Thursday nights. So we get Thursday night games, Friday night games, Saturday day games. And there is nothing like – if you have not been to a U of M game, and I, I know we already talked about it, but even – I won't even say U of M. I'll just say college game. If you like a college team, go to one of their home games. It is, there is nothing like being in that environment. It is just amazing. I'll even go blank a statement further. There is nothing like attending a function with a whole bunch of people that you don't know that are your that are on the same page as you. So whether that's a concert and you're all singing the same song with strangers, but there is really something cool about attending a sporting event, being surrounded by a whole bunch of people you don't know that are all doing the exact same thing that you're yep. doing. There's something really cool about that experience. There's, I mean, you can watch it. At, I mean, people will say, "Well, why do I want to go to a game? I can watch them on TV." Yeah, you can. You probably even maybe see a little more on TV. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing like we said that environment of all of those people. And just them running out and, you know, running through the tunnel, running out on the field, hitting the banner. And I'm not a huge band person. I'm sorry to say that if I offend anyone. But, like, even just watching the band is like, oh, my God. And then the game starts and you get the, you know, in between for the commercials, you know, different things. They're announcing things. If you're lucky, you get a flyover or just it's all of it. Love it all. Love it all. My favorite thing that. When Brad and I went to their game last year, which is super sad. So I don't know if Brad's with you, but we were in the alumni booth area, like this yeah. high rise area. So what they would do is 
once or twice during the game, they would bring a small band up to play the Victor song since you couldn't hear it because it was perfectly acoustic. I'll be honest, I would have hated that. Yeah. Well, it was different. And I'm not saying that we liked it or disliked it. We were definitely we were warm. We were definitely grateful for the, the tickets. Okay, yeah. yeah. But what all I remember was is when Winovich went down, and the whole stadium, you could hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that alumni band comes up and starts playing the Victor song. Like, they're just like <laughs> making their rounds, doing what they got to do. And you're like, uh, now's not the time. <laughs> it's a bad time. <laughs> but it was just kind of like, I remember everyone sitting there. We're all like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And all of a sudden, you hear, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh, my God. I don't, like amazing. I said, I just, there's just something about it. But I, even the high school games, like, yeah. Last week, I went to the game against Cadillac. The stands was pa- they were packed. Yeah. And the band, like I said, I'm I'm not a huge band person, and I'm sorry to say that, but I got to give credit to our band. They are like them in the student section. They are just they're loud and they're getting into it, and they're you could tell they're having fun and just it. I just love it. I love football. I love watching it, and there nothing says fall to me like football. No, I. I'm 100% with you, and I'm going to miss it so much. Having that player out there that you're just rooting for a little bit more that has something, you know, you're just emotionally invested in. I love being emotionally invested in something that you really have no business being. Well, of course, your kid is a but I mean, what I mean by that is like football. Like, you don't really have anyone that you – no reason you should be cheering for them. I get I'm so upset about Michigan football sometimes. I have no business of getting that upset about it. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah, no, so, I agree. Um, and I've done a really good job this year of putting that in its place better than I have in the past. You know, my friend Matt, who's used to being me being upset as he is, was really out of sorts the beginning of the year because we were like, like the, um, the Northern Lights thing. Like, I can't believe we're going to turn Michigan to that. I'm like, well, I mean, Michigan's going to be on next Saturday. I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch the Northern Lights. So, um, <laughs> you know, and then of course, this week I texted him first thing Saturday morning when I got game day, baby. Game that matters. Because, I mean, not that I, I was worried about Army. We talked about it. We always struggle against stinking option quarterbacks. But, um, and of course, it just didn't go Michigan's way at all. It did. Not even close. Whatever. That first game this season with the uh, we were camping, uh-huh. and Logan was coming up with Meg, and John's like, "Bring the big TV," <laughs> and we literally were sitting around the campfire with the big TV hooked up, and we were streaming the game, and we were outside watching it. It was like I texted my aunt who was at the game, uh-huh. and. She's like, this is the best game ever. Like, just because it was a night game, she yeah. had never been to a night game before. And then I texted her a picture of like our view of the TV, and she's like, okay, that would probably be even better. Yeah. It was, it was the, it was like the best of both worlds kind of thing. I um, really am thinking about. I know camp. See, I have this group. We can have this discussion. There's these two sects, sects of campers, where there's the ones who are like Matt. Well, he's Max. I know he has no problem me talking about him. Matt, if it was up to him, he would not have any electricity whatsoever. Okay. No cell phones, none of that stuff. I'm not so much of that. I don't mind having like the TV and like, watch the game. I, that appeals to me very much. So I think we still can have an authentic camping experience, which some people, again, are listening. I'm like, no way, that's not camping. <laughs> but and still have that TV or a projector playing 
the mission you game that appeals to me very much. It was awesome on one hand, but it kind of sucked on the other hand because we were streaming and so were so many other people around us streaming mm -hmm. that it kept stopping. And I was like, I want to stream at the TV right now, mm -hmm. but I can't because we're in public. And But on the other, we finally got it. We got off the Wi-Fi and went to the hotspot and then it was fine. And it was, it was great. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was great. There was a Wi-Fi at the camps. There was. <laughs> that's a that's a thing, especially up in the UP, where we were in Indian River. Yeah, they yeah. had, had Wi-Fi. Where there's not as much stable cell coverage, or Wi-Fi is actually a suit. I see that when I when I was trying to find a campsite, I see that in the UP. Like we have Wi-Fi in big letters, like that's a big thing. Like because you're lucky if you get service. Up yeah. There. Yeah. Like I, you do know that that was Allison's one of her her biggest gripe about heft wasn't the 90 degrees and it wasn't all that. It was that we had really poopy cell coverage up there. I think I'm in the first camp with camping. You're going camping. You shouldn't be having TVs and cell phones and all this. I mean, I, I, I can understand that But I don't that camp because I like my TV and my cell phone. Yeah. So. so I will say when we camp, though, the cell phones pretty much go on the wayside for the most part. Yeah. I mean – I, I don't really care about service and all of that, like you said, because I, I am going to unplug. Yeah. But I, knowing that there was the first game of the season, I was watching it. I want to take pictures. <laughs> so, like, as long as I have a camera, and I don't care if it's a cell phone, a big camera, or whatever well, I want. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But no, I'm saying, outside of that, I really, you're right. I, I have no problem disconnecting. And I mean, but the idea of watching a mission game does strongly appeal to me. I want to be honest about that. Like, even tailgating, like I was watching, some people were talking about, uh, you know, just a camper and lions and stuff like that. Like all that stuff appeals to me really good. So I'm in. <laughs> I just want to say that. All right. It's all good. All right. That was a long top five. It was. <laughs> it went all over the place. Oh, all right. right. Well, good. I mean, let's be good. honest. Was there fun. wasn't a lot to talk about. There, <laughs> there were five wasn't. things for autumn. There really are about it. I mean, I guess if you wanted to get toward Thanksgiving, it's fine. you kind of put it in. But, I mean, I think we did a really good job yeah. of that, actually. So. I mean, yeah. we went 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We're right. good. We'll take a break and come back. Yeah, so Allison loves the Boston accent. So if it's got a Boston accent in it, when she's automatically in, <clears throat> so like like I said she loves the fighter um, yeah. so number two she loves a good heist movie so like and the, and the town is a great heist movie yeah. I mean it's in the threat of heat so my problem when I watch the town is this is heat but heat's better that's what I think where I'm watching it she has no reference point of heat like we got done watching the town and I was like Wow, if you like the town, you should watch Heat. So she saw the town first. So she feels like the town is trying to be a Heat. Does that make sense? Because she saw it first. So she's like, but, heat well, I, I, but I mean, you get what I'm trying to say. So, so maybe we should dub Heat with Boston accents. Right. We can make a winner. So I was, <laughs> this brings an interesting thing because I was talking about, um, we were talking about, I was listening to Rewatchables. Yes. And it is time for another Heat remake. Like the one they made a point every ten years, just put out another movie of Heat. Yeah. It is time, yeah. and what you could do it is you could do it 
all electronically though. Do it smarter. So like, like have follow the same premise of everything, but do it like we're gonna steal like internet money. Still have the crazy guy. Still have do. Still open the scene by you robbing something electronically. But you have the crazy guy that causes the thing to screw up, and then you go and then make the relationship with the with the girl. And meanwhile, you're a crazy set or crypto stealer. And then you know, just have meanwhile you have the crypto police coming after you. You have the good cop, and then you have the blah blah blah. You have it all coming that. It's brilliant. It's waiting there to be made bread. But we would put a Boston accent in it because then Alice is 100% in it. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so this jumped in the middle of Brad is astonished that Allison loves the town. Yes. And I told him all the reasons why Allison loves the town. So, just that amazes me. I'm just, it makes me happy, though. You know, what makes <laughs> me laugh is that Bill Simmons didn't realize that Ben Affleck was covering Jeremy Renner's neck to hide the tattoo. I was like, Simmons, how did you not see that? I mean, of course, he's like, hey, so I didn't realize he was doing it until but just so I rewatched it this time. I was like, I've only seen it once, but I see bits and pieces on TV. Yeah. So, well, now you have homework for us, Amy. Oh, okay. and next year, when you come on and we just talk about this race, we want you to see the towel. Right. Allison, too. So, you got to wrap this up. Great. Because she's the one on Fidge watching the town. She's got a pack, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, you're going to Washington, D.C. Yes. You're doing your race. I'm doing my race. And then you're probably going to be at the football game. The football game is in Traverse City. You know that, Oh, right? no, I didn't. Oh, man, I'm not going to the football game, man. <laughs> yeah, the football game's in Traverse City on Saturday. Oh, I'm not going then. Oh. That's too bad. I thought it was in town for some reason. No. No, because oh. I know that because Logan's home this week. Oh, okay. So, because they're opposite. When JV's home, Varsity's away. Oh, okay. So, I thought you were road tripping, and I was uh, like, that's great. No, I'm not, I would not do that, because there's nothing worse than watching the TC victory at Traverse City. And I'm hey, not saying that they're going to well, win. I was going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, but I just, I'm not that vested in this team to be able to say, I'm going to drive and chance. God, there's nothing worse than watching Traverse City win and making that drive. Forward. Okay, so. Take Matt with you. West mm-hmm. lost to Central 35 nothing last week, and mm-hmm. we play West this week. So and we're coming off a big Home win against Cadillac, so it is. Uh, I'm going to say our, the odds are in our favor. Yeah, the season-defining game is this week for them, so it is. All right, so Thursday night, I have the Zonto thing I'm doing. Um, they're a yearly event. I made a chair so you can bid on that. auction. Yeah, I have a chair at the auction. Chair and quotes. Yes, and then Friday, um, we're helping Thunder Bay Theater out. Yes. Nice. With their yearly fire. I'm not. You are. Right. Good job. And then Saturday, I'm going to the race. Nice. I'm representing me and Brad. I might bring Brad's head or something, a picture of Brad, or just put Brad on my shirt or something nice. like that. <laughs> and then I got the cornhole thing at the Apex. And then I was going to follow him, but I just found out I'm not. So that kind of opens it up for me. I'm not mad. There I am mad. I'm not. So I hope you have a great time on your trip. So do I. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm excited and nervous. Don't be nervous. You'll be fine. You definitely shouldn't be nervous. You should be You should be like a nervous, excited, yeah. not like a nervous, scared. Is that what you are? Like a nervous, excited? Like a nervous, scared, shitless. <laughs> no, I don't think you should be that. I want you like a nervous, excited. Like, yeah. Oh, man, this is, I'm about to have the best time of my freaking life. 
I don't know how everything else is going to compare to after that. I'm not going to want to come back to work. That's why I want you that kind of nervous. <laughs> I might not want to. I'll have to. Please come back to work. <laughs> right. Well, Amy, thank you for coming back. One more time. Race is Saturday. Saturday um, at the Alpena County Fairgrounds. Registration starts at 9. The one mile starts at 10. The 5K color run starts at 1030. Awesome. All proceeds are going to the Cancer Center. Amazing. Um, and then that's about it. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to have the Empowered Learners on pretty soon. Very right. well, hopefully the girls' soccer is almost done. This is this next week's the last week of it. Didn't so, you say um, Tom Berriman? And Tom Berriman's up. next. So we'll just see how it goes. Nice. Mm-hmm. He should awesome. be good. He should be amazing. Awesome. Right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Yeah.